0: You're listening to episode 76 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. Part of an EL teacher's job is to advocate for their students and educate and support their peers in language acquisition theories, teaching strategies, and content delivery. This is where professional development comes into play, and frequently it is up to us to plan and deliver it in such a manner that it touches on the most important aspects in a short amount of time. We've all sat in workshops that are irrelevant or too long or too complicated at one point or another in our teaching careers. In today's episode, I wanted to share with you what makes professional development effective, Although there are more elements to it, I have chosen three that, in my opinion, are the most important to focus on. So if you are an EL teacher who is tasked with creating a presentation to your regular education peers, someone who wants to present at a conference, or someone who has no idea where to even start, this episode is for you. Are you ready? Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grosslis, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. As I'm preparing for the Confident ESL Teacher Summit, which is happening virtually on August 14th through 16th, I have to think a lot about what my philosophy on professional development is. In addition, I have received questions from other teachers asking how they can present information about how to teach and reach English learners to their peers. How long should it be? What to include? How to engage? Professional development can take many forms. It can be a year-long study with a consultant hired by a district, for example. It can also be one-off presentations delivered by outside experts during your district workshop days. Professional development can be you attending conferences or listening to a peer from your school. Reading a book or even listening to educational podcasts can be counted for professional development hours. One thing is clear, it is necessary in order for us teachers to continue learning. Another thing is also clear, school districts spend thousands of dollars in search of quality workshops that would be engaging for teachers. But also how many times have we sat in sessions shaking our heads and wishing we'd be doing something more tangible, more productive, something that would really help us with the results we want to achieve for ourselves and our students. I think it is even more challenging for EL teachers because our field is largely misunderstood and not on the top rung of the educational ladder as, say, math or science. Therefore, to further our own education, we end up looking for professional development on our own. And to ensure our colleagues are informed about what it takes to teach English learners, we have to advocate to deliver professional development ourselves if we want to see progress. If you can relate to anything I have said so far, I want to share my three elements of quality professional development that I think are a must. Of course, there are more elements to that, but uh, these are the ones that I picked out that I feel very, very strongly about. So number one, relevant and content focused. Say you are tasked with creating a training for fellow teachers about English learners. There are so many directions you can take. Our content is all about how to help students acquire their additional language, what it takes, the timeline, the strategies, accommodations, and how it all plays out in different language domains and content areas. In my opinion, such presentations are always relevant. Many times I deliver them and I find that I have to repeat the same things in different uh, ways to my fellow teachers. And I think having a basis for them to talk about it is really, really a good start. I am biased, of course, because I get to work with the most fantastic population of students. But whenever I'm tasked with such an assignment, I want to make sure that what I spend my time, energy, and research on is going to be beneficial and relevant to my attendees. So this requires the basic understanding of who your audience is and being in tune with the overall happenings in the school building, the district, the state, and educational space. For example, I have already done numerous presentations to my staff at different schools about the overview of what our ELL program is, who the students are that we work with, how we identify them, what it takes to acquire language and so on. It is a general presentation about our program. However, I tweak it every time because I want it to be relevant to the teachers that I deliver it to. And also, the numbers change, the language backgrounds change, the population in general is constantly changing. As it regards content, as I mentioned, our content is teaching English learners and everything that it entails. The thing is, there are far more students who must take language, arts, math, science, and social studies than there are English learners in my school, for example. So it is natural that not every teacher will have Yale students in their classroom or will be able to absorb the information that you present. Likewise, a workshop on how to deliver math problems in an engaging way might not work for me. An overview of an EL program and the basics that it involves is relevant to all staff. We never know when a new student that is just starting out their English journey will show up at our doorstep. Therefore, advocating for delivering such presentation during staff meeting might be appropriate. Vocabulary and background-building strategies for ELs, ELs in a specific subject, for example, might be relevant to the teachers who actually work with English learners at that particular time. Therefore, advocating for delivering such a presentation during a department meeting, a team meeting, or recording a video and sharing it out might be more appropriate for this situation. The second element that I really feel strongly about is that professional development has to be practical. If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that practical and ready to implement is my motto. Theory is absolutely necessary. It helps us understand the background and it is especially important to build that background when you're delivering your presentation to people who have little knowledge about it or experience with your topic. But for me personally, and I think for many teachers out there, time is so short and so valuable that we want to leave a professional development session inspired to take action that we actually think we're capable of taking. If you are giving statistics and background information on something, back it up with how it can be used in the classroom. If you are sharing information about the approximate length of time it might take for someone to acquire academic language, You might want to break it down into language acquisition stages and provide actionable tips on how it might look like in the classroom for each for a student in each of those stages. If you are talking about reading, for example, you might want to share practical ways that a language arts teacher can adjust expectations and ensure English learners success and so on for every subject and for every topic. And the third element is includes coaching, support, and collaboration. I think the reason why so many professional development sessions are though inspiring and moving in the moment quickly forgotten is because there is no continuing support for teachers afterwards. That is why I think it's so important for Yale teachers to be visible in their schools. Once you've come up with your presentation, decided on the relevant content to share, included practical tips for your fellow teachers to try in their classrooms, offering support, Whether it be in the form of an email or a monthly newsletter or a collaborative meeting, this will go a long way. You are the expert in your field and your colleagues are the experts in theirs. For them to know where to find you is priceless and for you to be aware what is going on in their classrooms is eye-opening. So these are my three tips Professional development should be relevant and content focused, practical, and offer collaborative opportunities. And that is all for today. I hope this episode inspired you to reflect and see what you can implement in your own PD session. And I want to know, as always, what are your non-negotiables for professional development? Send me a message on Instagram and let me know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And if you haven't signed up for the Confident ESL Teacher Summit yet, please do so. I have the link included underneath this episode. It is completely free to sign up and I hope to see you inside. Thank you for listening and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, Come join me on Instagram at Simply Yeva ESL, Facebook Simply Yeva, or connect with me on my website, simplyyeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.